On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you here for a very special Second Shot Sit-Down. I don't know if you have heard this story about this goose in North Texas during the pandemic. Honk the goose, uh, the, the account. I know many of you followed it. If you hadn't already heard, you're probably about to get very, very invested. Cheryl Allison is, uh, gosh, known locally and around the country uh, in the acting world also as a director and a producer. And she had this chance meeting that I'm going to let her describe herself that really brought forth a second shot for herself and a second shot for an animal. You guys hang with me because you might be thinking, Jenny, where the heck are you going with this? This is not the usual second shot story, but trust me, this is a special one. And we actually have Cheryl with us now. Good to see you. <laughs> You. Hi, good to see you. Okay, so let's talk about your background first of all, your yes. your career background and, and sort of your, you know, the, the depth and breadth of your work. We've been talking about you a lot locally because of uh -huh. this goose, but yes. talk about your background. Well, my background is actually in performing. Yeah. Uh, on stage, on screen, I'm an actress and a singer. So I grew up here in Dallas, went to college in Denton, and then moved to New York. And so for over 30 years, I did Broadway shows, regional theater, um, that sort of thing, film, some television. And then about 10 years ago, uh, life brought me back to Dallas. And you know, it's easy to, to work here as well in New York and, and LA. And I started um, directing and going behind the camera, which you know, a lot of, a lot of times actors and actresses do. So um, and so that's how that started. I started my own production company six years ago and specifically I'm drawn to documentaries. Yeah, oh I love that. I am too. That's that's totally I, I just have so much to learn from you because mm -hmm. you know working working as a journalist, you put together yeah. these short stories and I'm always uh -huh. because this is why I do this segment. Um, I'm always drawn to something longer form and you know longer form storytelling and really getting into you know the depth of a subject. So I, I love that your career has spanned. It must have been interesting for you when you realized, oh wait, I can go back home to Texas and still work in the sort of entertainment and filmmaking industry. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, back in the 90s when I first moved to New York, uh, you know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't yeah. have any of that. So now, you know, it's easy to submit auditions and all of that anywhere throughout the nation. So, you know, it was really great to be able to come back home, be close to my family. Yeah. I love Dallas. And so it, it really worked out well. Okay, let's talk about this goose. Oh, honk. Oh my gosh, <laughs> honk. So. I know a, a lot of people listening and watching, and there's a lot of people that will that will consume this that are that are not in Texas. So they uh -huh. may be like, okay, well, what's this goose you guys are yes. talking about? So let's take us yeah. from from the beginning, um, from the outset when you first encountered Honk and what was going honk. on in your life. Oh my goodness! You know, I just said 30 years in this business, and it took a goose to give me any notoriety, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> it's hilarious. So this was back um, in March of 2020 oh. when. 
uh, lockdowns and social distancing and, and everything was just starting to happen. Yeah. We didn't know much about COVID, so it was a very uncertain and scary time. So um, I live in a condominium, our gyms were closed, that sort of thing, and so I started taking walks along uh, my neighborhood. I live in an area here in Dallas called Turtle Creek, and it's very beautiful with parks and, and a beautiful uh, creek and some ponds. Oh my gosh, everybody wishes they lived in Turtle Creek right. during March of 2020. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so um, I started taking walks. That was the, my way of getting exercise. One day, I, I stopped by a pond that, um, you know, it was just a beautiful day, and I was just looking at the pond, and out of the blue, I hear the biggest, loudest, most obnoxious honking sound I've ever heard, and I look, and this huge goose is making a beeline towards me, running as fast as he can. Uh, I, it took me back. I've never really been around a goose. I am a city girl. And um, it, it kind of frightened me at first. And then, you know, I realized he was friendly, but he he was just, he acted like he knew me. So I, I kind of talked to him for a minute. I even videoed him because uh -huh. I thought nobody's going to believe this. Because aren't typically goose, don't we know goose to be not friendly? <laughs> well, they get a bad reputation. Okay, okay you know, maybe it's their um, bad rap that I know right. about. Right. And so, well, see, because there's two kinds. You know, there's wild geese, and I've learned you all learned of this. You learned so much. You're now the I'm like a, I, I'm like a professional. <laughs> I'm like Mother Goose. Oh, so you are. there's wild geese, which are like the Canada geese. Okay. That you know that migrate south, and and then there's domestic geese, and domestic ducks, and they are primarily raised on farms. And um, you know, throughout my course of my relationship with Honk, I realized he was a domestic goose. So he had been raised by people. Oh. and he was dumped at the pond. And the thing about domestic ducks and geese is they can't fly. They're really bred for food, and so their, their body, um, they're too heavy to fly. And a lot of times their wingspans are shorter. So he was stuck there. So I met him when I tried to walk home that day. I was kind of like, well, bye, you know, have a nice life. Right. And he crossed the street and started running after me down Turtle Creek Boulevard and traffic is stopping. He's in the middle of the street. I could not leave this goose stopping traffic. So I, I walked back, I guided him back to the pond and he, and he went in to bathe. And the only way I could get away from him was I, I literally hid behind a bush. Stop it. I Why know. is that part not on video? That, I, that's, that's the video I want. Right? And so, you know, um, there I was. And, and so then he kind of looked around and got a little panicked that I wasn't there. And then he swam off. And I went home and, and I posted this video uh -huh. on my Facebook. And, and everybody was like, they could not believe this. And then a friend of mine in New York, who is a big Broadway star, good friend of mine, Judy McLean. She called me and said, um, and she's a big animal activist, yeah. and she called me and said, Cher, I just saw your video. That's not a wild goose. He, he does not belong at that pond. He was dumped there, and you have to rescue him. Oh, <laughs> and then, oh, great task of the early pandemic. And now so, you have to yeah. rescue a goose. So now, you know, here I just thought I was going to have an easy walk down Turtle Creek, and now I, this goose's life is in my hands. So I went back the next day, and um, I saw him across the pond, and I called for him by making this sort of honking sound that oh. he made, and he went crazy. 
and came across that pond as fast as he could. I was filming it live on Facebook and that started our relationship. And so I, I was looking to rescue him right away. Yeah. I didn't know why he was there, but the um, documentarian in me started doing some investigative work. And to make a very long story short, I found out through some park goers there that live in the neighborhood as well, that he had been there about two years because he was dumped with a mate. Oh. And she was a white goose that's also domestic. And apparently at that time of the year, she was normally up the creek uh -huh. sitting on a nest. I couldn't find her. So all of the, you know, sort of ex experts in this field of waterfowl rescue um, that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, they told me you cannot take him without finding the mate. And especially if she's sitting on eggs, you can't separate them. So I would kind of hike back into the more wooded parts of the creek and I could never find her. So I just started spending time with him every day. And during that time, we would make videos. We walked around the pond. We picked up trash together. And he started becoming more and more popular because of these videos we would mm -hmm. make. He was so close to me. He'd sit, you know, right over my shoulder. I, I said he looked like a little Muppet. You know, it was he, so cute. I agree with that, yes. Yeah. When I've seen the videos, it was so, so peculiar. He just started going viral locally. Um, some of the, you know, the, the newspapers and, other media companies picked up the story, and um, and that he became popular. We started zooming with classrooms with children, yeah. and telling our story because you know they were all zooming at home. Of course. And then there's a digital media company called the Dodo that I'm sure many yes. viewers will will know about. They do those great animal mm -hmm. videos, and they contacted me and said they wanted to cover the story. And I knew then that he would go really viral. And when they released this little video piece they did on us, it received 34 million views on Facebook. So that was the, that, that's what started happening. And then I started filming it because I knew there was a story here. So I started making a documentary. And um, about six, seven weeks after I'd been hanging out with him like every day, I finally was able to hike back far enough down the creek and I found his mate. You and she had passed away on her nest. I mean, right? Oh, you my can't make this up. Gosh. So um, I realized. So it had to have been semi-recent, right? Because I did talk to a person who, who you know, lives right across from this little area, and he said that he had seen the mate about a week before I met Honk. So he he was grieving. That's oh, what was happening. He okay. was traumatized, he was, yeah. and uh, he, I was friendly to him. I kind of stopped and talked to him, and he just was like, Talk okay, you. you're my person now. Yeah. I need help, I'm here all alone. Because he, he was the only, um, you know, goose. There was a few ducks that were wild. They'd kind of come and go, because okay. they could fly away. So he was all alone all at this alone. pond. And, and the nest, was that, and I don't know enough, I surely <laughs> don't know enough about waterfowl. Was that like a home that they share, or was that her nest only? It, it would be the nest she makes to lay eggs. And and did, and I also, I, now we're gonna get into, you uh -huh. know, waterfowl reproduction. Right. Did they, was she older? I mean, would they, can they have, keep, like? Yes, they can produce eggs all the time. And sometimes they're fertilized and sometimes they're not. Oh. So you just, you know, you don't know. But so I they, didn't see any eggs on 
on the nest. So they didn't have any babies left behind or? No, like, no, I'm I like, would have that, gotten them. I'm like, yes, surely that's they fine. Would've. I'm worried that are there, yeah. should we leave and no. go check for babies? Right. Okay. And you know, if there would have been, um, he absolutely would have been I around understand. those babies. Yeah. So I knew something was up because I knew if he had a mate, he wouldn't be leaving her like that all totally. the time, you know, True. during the day. But um, so after I found that, I knew that I needed to get him to a, to a sanctuary. And so that's so that's I, what you I did. did. I found the the Rogers Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, which is is just 15 minutes south of Dallas. Um, Kathy Rogers is the founder. She's so well known and and really beloved in the whole DFW yeah. area. She's been doing this for over 40 years, rescuing waterfowl, and um, and then also not just domestic but wild birds as well are taken to her, and she can help if they're injured rehabilitate them and then re-release them. She's released eagles and hawks and everything. So she um, is amazing. And if a bird is is injured to the point where they can't be re-released in the wild, she keeps them okay. uh, at their center. And then of course, any domestic duck or goose, sure. they get their forever home there. Sure. So when I took Honk there, you should have seen him when, when he saw about 20 other geese. He started honking and they started honking back. And the honk is, ha it's a happy honk. It was right? a happy honk. And then, you know, even though geese, you know, they say uh, tend to mate for life, um, I think honk liked to have a girlfriend. So anyway, <laughs> he, he found another white goose. Her name was Brenda. And oh they, you know, went around together and then he, he made other great friends. Uh, he had a, a guy friend named Beetle Goose. <laughs> and um, he, really, he really had a great, great life there for almost two years. Wow, and then and then and yeah. did you find out when you go again? Gosh, forgive my ignorance about mm -hmm. now. I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much about geese. So this is a fun byproduct of talking about. The I never shot. thought I'd be talking um, about geese in my career at this point. <laughs> so did they know his age or that you know you know because because he yeah. he ended up after the two years and many many mourned him. Yeah. Um, oh my but goodness, talk about he passed his, away. His ending. Yes. Um, he was definitely more mature. Uh, okay. than we had first thought, or that I had thought when I first, you know, you can't tell. Yeah, but Kathy, it's not like the rings on a tree. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Kathy thought he was definitely more mature by, um, you know, she said a, a little bit about how his feet, the web feet looked, his beak, um, a little bit of his behavior, okay. um, but he was really outgoing and, you know, very, you know, huge personality. But, you know, and even timing it, knowing that he had been at the pond for several years um, with the mate before I found him, um, and, and that he was raised, I'm sure, on a farm, you know, that's a lot of years there as well before I, before I found him, well, so. Well, any ideas as to why the, uh, the original owners would just dump him off there because surely they knew that he wouldn't be able to get out and he would just be kind of stuck there. You know, I, I truly don't know. I had heard that um, someone had gotten him from a farm and um, and had taken him to the, to the pond. Um, I'm not quite sure if they were dumped together mm -hmm. or if, if the white goose was already dumped there and maybe Honk was dumped to be with her. I think you know what I've realized, and I was um, very uneducated in this. People think they're doing the right thing. They're not cruel. They're not, okay. you know, they're sure. not saying, "Well, we're going to just dump this goose and let him fend for himself." I think probably what someone thought was 
you know, oh, this will be a great home for them. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that because they can't fly, they're prone to predators yeah. getting them. And listen, that's, that's, a, that's other animals and humans, unfortunately. Yeah. I found Honk with a fishing hook in his wing one day. I found him with fishing uh, line wrapped really tight around his foot. I had to cut it out. Um, I saw him almost get hit by a car. Um, and one time I, I saw a group of guys just taunting him, trying to pull his feathers. And oh. so, you know, that can happen because he can't fly away. Right. And, and these, um, they call them Pekin ducks. They're like the Easter ducks, the white ones. Mm -hmm. They get dumped there too, because people buy these cute little yellow ducks for Easter for their kids. And then when they grow, the ducks get older, they're messy, they're, they they're hard to have, them, right? Yeah. Unless you really have a backyard with a duck house and all of that. Sure. And so then they take them to the local pond and go, oh, we'll come visit them and they'll have a great life, but they don't realize it's just like dumping a, a cat or dog. Right, okay. So I'm hoping this honk story, because he went so viral um, and the film can help raise awareness because I had no idea when I started filming Honk and I that it would lead to some type of, of awareness and kind of um, almost, you know, sort of animal rights for these ducks and, and geese. I thought it was just gonna be a cute story about a goose and a girl, right. <laughs> you know, you gotta feel, and it is, but, um, and he gave hope and love to so many people around the world during such a difficult time, but it also has this aspect of educating um, you know, parents and uh -huh. children alike, because it's a family film. Right, right, yeah, let's talk about the film. So you, so, so at what point were you like, okay, I've got to do more than just the Facebook videos and, and the Instagram yeah. and stuff? Well, the last thing I wanted to do was make a film during a pandemic. Um, sure. It's difficult, and, um, and I just sort of was needing to kind of chill out, but, you know, life had other plans. And so when he went so viral and people were truly invested in him. He, I started an Instagram and I mean, he has close to 80,000 followers. Yeah. And so I knew that this was becoming really big and I thought, well, there's an opportunity here to, to help educate people and children, um, you know, about the plight of these domestic ducks and geese. But then I also realized you know, that was one aspect, but then the other aspect was people need it, and I feel like still do, a, a feel-good story, a heartwarming story that's based on love. Because, you know, all of, I was meeting Honk and his fan base was growing during, like I said, a time of isolation. We're behind doors, behind masks, we're scared. People are losing loved ones. We don't know much about you know COVID and what the future looks like. And then it was a divisive time, right? Mm -hmm, the world certainly. was divisive and I mean, my gosh, look what's happening now. Mm -hmm, so people I think needed a story where there was no line in the sand, like no divisiveness. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter your background, your nationality, your creed, your political affiliation, religious background. It was all about love and this this beautiful goose that needed help. And it brought people together. And as corny as that kind of sounds, um, it's the truth. Oh, it's I'm what leaning happened. into the corniness. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point of doing this interview is to talk about that story. And yeah, yeah it's a, and it's a true story. Mm -hmm. it, it, 
If it was made up, it would be too corny. If it was you made know what? up, it would be too much. I always like, said no one would ever believe this. No. Like, he went viral. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm, um, you know, to give you an example of that, um, because I see messages on his Instagram every day yeah. from people, and I can't respond to it all, but um, he, you know, he passed away yeah. um, recently and uh, before our premiere, which was, you know, a month yeah. ago. So he, he passed away um, just peacefully in his sleep, laying in the sun on some leaves. And so, and I got to spend um, like 90 minutes with him before, you know, there was no indication that he was sick or you anything. You had just been with him. I had just been with him. He was all over me. We sang together. We made videos for his fans. And I said goodbye to him. I, you know, I said basically, you know, I'll see you in a few days. Mm -hmm. And and then Kathy had to call and, you know, she said it was the hardest phone call she ever made. But um, when I announced on Instagram that he had passed, the outpouring of love and grief was overwhelming. I knew they would be affected, yeah. but not like this. And I even got one message from a woman in the Netherlands who said, I live in a small village in the Netherlands. We all know Honk. I want you to know we gathered tonight and lit candles for him in our town square. Oh, that's beautiful. I, right? Yeah. I, it was just gorgeous. I've received gifts from around the world. People poured in donations to Rogers. Um, it's a, it was a really kind of pay it forward type of thing with this goose. Um, they've been supporting Rogers since I first took him there. So, you know, he's still, um, doing his work and you know not to get too heavy but um i did uh right before the premiere mm -hmm. i received another uh message one of many and a woman said thank you for keeping up his instagram page and posting some unseen videos and yeah. keeping the other videos up i want you to know it's giving my children comfort and keeping them calm during air raids and then she said ukraine loves honk Oh, gosh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's hard to, um, and I shared that with the audience on our on our opening night because, you know, Honk may not be here anymore, but this, this spirit of him mm -hmm. that touched people, this movement almost, is continuing. And they have a hashtag now, love like Honk. Yeah, right. We have, it sounds like he was just a really generous, you know, lover and friend, you know, yeah. and, and just, you know, sort of energy, like mm -hmm. the energy of, of that. And I can't help but wonder, it's like, if we, I always say all the time for, for what we do, you know, everybody has a story, but it's also like, you know, every animal has a story. And it makes me wonder if, um, if each, you know, precious being was documented in the yeah. way that Honk was, if more people would just have more love for each other and right. for animals and, and such, because it's almost like whoever is documented is loved. Yes, See exactly. And there's so many honks out there. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I, uh, I've said before, um, it's just that you know they didn't, they didn't bond with a filmmaker. Right. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. And uh, you know. Um, it, it, it's so true what he has done for these people. And I, all, I also say, and for me, my goodness, but what I say too is um, we always think that we talk to animals, but, but they're the ones that are really talking to us and we have to listen. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful 
um, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a quick person. Sure, I'm an actress. I'm, you know, and I was out for that run and, you know, stopped at the pond. And then I'm so grateful I stopped and listened that I thought, what is, what is he trying to tell me? Like he's all over me. This is so unusual. And that I did go back because I could have, you know, just as easily been like, well, that was fun. Right. Bye. Moved sure. on. You know, we're in a pandemic. I got other things to worry about. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because look what he has done and this journey that he and I took together. And I said, if, if a goose can do that, if a, if a goose story can unite so many people, you know, I think that there's a lesson there and, and it's such kindness. Like that's what I love about his page. And I think people do, there's no hate, there's no canceling each other. It's, um, people from all over and it's everywhere from Australia, Pakistan, Portugal, Ireland, it's everywhere I get um, his fan base is. It really is special. We're, we talk about second shots, my gosh, and mm -hmm. so I hope that you know everybody can kind of collectively think, oh, if I really got the, the chance to know anybody's story, I would probably have love for them, just like right. we can have love and affection for a goose. Were you a big animal person before this, or like an animal rights person, or was, was this in line for you, or is, it was a totally different trajectory? Well, I'm absolutely an animal lover, and, and I would definitely say that I'm an um, advocate for animals and an yeah. ally to animals. I have always had cats and, and I had a dog growing up. Um, so yes, I, you know, I'm the girl that goes to the park and can watch the birds forever, or the yeah. squirrel or, you know, and get very upset if I see one that's injured and I try to help it. Um, but, you know, that wasn't the focus of a lot because I don't have a lot of free time. Right. So, um, but I absolutely, you know, would consider myself that, you know, and it, it's funny, my, my um, sort of my mission statement for, for my production company, which is called Wow Films, has been to, to raise awareness um, about, you know, marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, I always think about human rights groups, but now, Here's Honk, and he was a marginalized group. Totally. And so it's just amazing how, you know, uh, this little guy fell into my lap. So when, when you talk about second shots, what's the biggest second shot for you personally yes. after all of this? Oh, gosh. You know, I think the second shot was that it. Um, I now have this whole um, cause yeah. uh, to sort of be the uh, s spokesperson for dumped mm -hmm. domestic ducks and mm -hmm. geese, which I would have never thought I would be. Um, I have this beautiful relationship with Rogers Wildlife. I go out there all the time and um, volunteer for them and help um, sort of use my platform to raise money for them because uh, they're funded solely by donations. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I feel like I'm now the ambassador, uh, you know, and Honk was as well, but now it's, it's my purpose to carry on his legacy through this film and um, two children's books that were published about our journey. So That's that so is a beautiful. second shot uh, for me. Oh my gosh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Okay, so I want to, I want everybody to give everybody where they can find this, because for sure, if people haven't already seen the film, they're gonna be like, okay, I need to watch this with a family. Yes. And would it be appropriate for all ages? I know it's a family. All but, ages, okay, yes, because um, it there's, there's nothing, um, you know, that would be traumatizing for any little yeah. little child. Yeah. In fact, at the premiere, we had all ages there. Oh, I love that. Seven, six-year-olds on up. So um, you can follow the film on our website, which is honkthefilm.com. 
You can follow uh, the Honk's Instagram because I still post videos and I update on there and that's Honk underscore the goose. And where you can see it is we're now starting our film festival run. Mm -hmm. We're just starting it and we're already in nine festivals. Oh, that's and awesome. so, yes, it's so exciting. And so the festival run will go through the end of this year and then we have already been picked up for distribution, which is great. So I can't really give details about that yet, but that what that means is it will be on online platforms. You know, so hopefully Amazon Prime, you know, iTunes, those type of Hulu, you know, Netflix, that type. And then also um, we will be having it broadcast um, here uh, it, throughout Texas on PBS. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations yes. on all of this. It's almost, you know, it's like I have to give you sort of, you know, condolences, you know, for the yeah. loss of your friend. And then at the same time, yeah. congratulations on continuing the mission. Absolutely. Thank you, thank well, you. Well, thank you, beautiful job. Oh. I, I just love this conversation. I didn't even look down at my notes because we just <laughs> kept going and kept going. So well, thank you and thank so much. You. Thank you for uh, supporting Honk and, and also you know using your platform to help bring awareness about it. Yeah, yeah, beautiful conversation. So you guys, we will link up everything uh, on the podcast notes, also the episode at CW33.com so that you can find Honk the Goose. And we'll talk to you soon.